0: All right. Motherfucking episode 63. Joey hates everything. Uh, coming back from a three week, let's call it a holiday break. Can I have that? The only one in this country that still works. All right. Overtime last week, 40.25 hours. That's a worker right there. Um, crazy, you know, Christmas time is always, uh, I'll use the word ridiculous in America. We spend more on packaging for presents and Amazon deliveries than we do on giving gifts to the homeless. They're asking for socks, uh, and we gotta we gotta put on the bright red sparkly paper that just doubles our, our garbage supply every year. Uh, it came out yesterday. Somebody had just knocked down an entire thing of packaging. Just they needed to get to the dumpster, so they just did just all over the street. It's a beautiful world. Um, yeah, I got in the Christmas spirit this year. I got a lot of good gifts. I received a lot of good gifts, gave out a lot of mediocre ones. Um, and at my job, I work with a few folks that are a little bit older. And, and I don't want to say they don't talk to their family, but they were maybe not in the best mood, maybe being a little bit grinchy, a little bit scroogey over the uh, over the fact that they just you know kind of had to work on Christmas and didn't get to see their family. And I thought about that constantly. It seems seems real horrible. Um, so if that's you, I had fix it. You got to fix it. You, fix it. Um, you don't want to wake up on Christmas one day and realize, oh, shit, let me buy myself going to my security job for the entire day. I don't even get a Christmas ham. What kind of reality is that to live in? It, it really Sometimes it does bring out the worst in people. People get too excited. I was standing. I was in line at a at a Starbucks in Macy's just trying to get myself some eggnog, uh, the, the kind it's like they they put caffeine in it basically. So you can take 500 grams of sugar into your body and then still feel good because you're at work drinking caffeine, very American topics that we're starting out this episode with. Uh, however I was standing in line and there was a line so far it was nearly exiting the door of Macy's and, uh, that eggnog pretty goddamn good if you haven't had it. So I decided I was going to wait on my shift and, uh, you know, commit time theft to get this to get this drink. It, it truly I know we've talked about this a lot on this podcast so many times over and over again. But here's what you do when you're in line. You get your shit and go. You have your order ready when you get up there. And if there's somebody behind you, you don't stand there and have a conversation with the person you, for, for 10 minutes. Not only did that happen, not only did this 22-year-old ASU sorority girl, not even that hot, so I was pissed, stand there and chew the ear off of the poor barista that's trying to get through December 23rd in a mall at a Starbucks. Sounds like a nightmare. Instead, I'm not fucking kidding you. You can't even, you can't write this shit. You can't make it up. With a line stretching to nearly out the door. This woman asked the Starbucks barista to draw her a dinosaur on her cup instead of write her name. And the barista did it, dude. What the fuck? It's the end. It's over. It's over. Uh, next level ignorance is what I would call that. That is unbelievable. Because let's let's break this down. In the end, I mean, it costs me an extra four minutes of my life. Maybe not, not a huge deal. But at the same time, what are you doing? Who do you think you're? I, I'm sorry. Are you a celebrity or some shit? You, you're gonna ask for someone to draw you something on your cup that you're gonna throw away in 20 minutes? Just, 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 just it's, oh my god! I'm like, I'm like so silly, like so cringe. Oh my god. Fucking get it together, people. Don't do that. This comes back to, uh, if I'm ever elected president, I'm going to do whatever I can to try and make this a reality. Everybody gets three eggs. Three eggs. And instead of it being considered an assault, if somebody really pisses you off, you get three eggs a year, you throw one at somebody. Would have done it in that situation. Would have just pegged her. Uh, It it made me a little bit upset. Uh, Tensions are really high out here. Nobody gives a shit about the Cardinals. Everybody else cheers for another team. And both conferences are a little bit top heavy this year. I just got back from the vape store, still addicted to vaping, still working on that. And I was in there. Uh, the guy getting me out of there, just cashing my, uh, what am I fucking saying right now? The guy at the register was a Giants fan. And this week we just played the Giants. So yeah, he's giving me some shit. He's, uh, we almost beat you, man. I hope we get you guys in the playoffs. We kept it close. So I was like, mm, "It's not happening. It's not happening. You're not beating us in the playoffs. Giants are not good enough." Daniel Jones, I think, threw two touchdown passes in the last two weeks. Anyway, I'm, t- I'm talking all this shit with the guy. Other reg- other uh, worker is a Bears fan, so we're all we're all joking. This guy walks in behind us. He's not saying anything. He's keeping to himself. And I go, "Look." As long as you guys hate the Packers, I'll keep coming back. And we all laughed. This guy shoots me a look like he wanted to kill me. And I said, "Good." I, t- I went I went full Heath Ledger Heath Ledger Joker, watching Batman come out at him on the motorcycle. I want you to do it. Do it. Do it. I want you to do it. It's we're going to smack them. There's about to be a spanking from Daddy on national television, and I couldn't be more more here for it. Spiking Packer Week. Uh, we're much better than them, the Packers. I love that there's hope building up for for them. They think they can make the playoffs just because they have a quarterback that was at one time uh, uh, truly the MVP every year. Now he's 60. So good. So good luck. Um, it's going to make it all that much better just to intervenously inject Packer tears into my veins. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna smack them around. And it's going to be pretty great. I truly couldn't be more excited. My my cock is so hard it could cut glass. Took some fucking Purple Chew. Some Vicagra. Motherfucking Capital C Alice. And the C is for Cousins, baby. Uh, kind of wrote those in my head before we started. And they didn't come out that good. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun week. We got some fun stories for you here. A lot of of things I want to get going in the new year. We are right past Christmas. I kind of hate that. I get a little bit depressed after Christmas. I think a lot of people do, but it's not because Christmas is over. That's not why. All right. And I thought this would change when I got to Arizona because I noticed seasonal depression is, is a real thing. However, and we've talked about this on the show before, I don't, why is the year set up this way? Why do we have just the funnest time of year? You got the big four holidays that everybody celebrates. And I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying, white Americans. All right, this is a white American podcast. I understand that there are other holidays that people celebrate. It's, it's a white American podcast. So you got Halloween followed by Thanksgiving, goat holiday, Christmas, and New Year's. You got the big four right in a row. And then what do you got after that? Fucking February. Go fuck yourself. Followed by March and April, gargle on my scrotum. I am, God damn, every year I get so depressed this time of year. And it hasn't happened yet. It usually comes the week after New Year's. Just because it's the wettest month in almost every state. It's freezing fucking cold. You got basically nothing to look forward to besides the playoffs. And then after football is done, you just just got shitty weather. That's it. And uh, yeah, I don't eh, not excited about it. Not excited. That's the, that's the shittiest part of Arizona. You roll right out of the worst time of year into nuclear radiation level heat. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I might just get back into drugs. Honestly, it'd be a beautiful time of year to get back into drugs. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas presents I got definitely was this starlight thing. It's a, it's like a, imagine a shitty Bluetooth speaker, but it has the coolest projections you can imagine. It's just these swirls and these green lights makes you look like you're in a, another galaxy. I stole it from a child, truly. Uh, if you've ever played the game, white elephant, which what's behind that name? I don't like, uh, I don't like that white elephant. It sounds like something related to hurting an elephant, which is throws off the vibe of the whole game. Uh, but if you don't know what it is, it's it's basically you just it's a gift exchange thing. So everybody brings one random gift, you wrap it, you all draw a number, you, you get your present, and then you can steal somebody else's. And once a present has been stolen three times, it can't be stolen anymore. You can trade them at the end. Anyway, the youngest kid by like 10 years in the family, little Mason, he's my cousin, uh, Won the he got the starlight projector. And it was at two steals. I had a pan in my lap. I, I'm a 24-year-old guy that lives in a studio apartment. Don't need a pan. Groceries are expensive as eating out. So you don't need a pan. I used my last exchange to steal a light projector speaker, white noise thing from an 11 year old, and I have zero regrets. I have zero. Uh, Christmas is too much about the kids. I want it to be more about me. And whatever we can do to get that to happen would be great. I was putting that on in my room last night and uh, was way too high at my parents for 36 hours, so I try to minimize the weed smoking because out here it's just genetically grown and so you, you smell like you just came out of a fire. You smell you you smell like you came out of a fire. It almost doesn't even smell like weed. People are concerned. So is something burning? Is there something in the garage on fire that you didn't tell us about? Got accused of smoking in the garage as a 24-year-old. I'm not retarded, okay? Okay, I'll take the bull to the goddamn driveway if I need to. <sighs> That ever, that's the worst when your when your parents are convinced you did something stupid that you would just you just didn't straight up do, and now it's a thing for the next thirty minutes. I had to convince him that it was uh, it was probably just vape, which also doesn't make any sense. I hadn't been in there for thirty minutes. Anyway, uh, good Christmas, good time, good family. If you don't have family on Christmas, it's gotta suck, dick. This is going to This is gonna be such a self-jerk-off thing, but this is true. I really want to do this. My family is not like this. They're uncomfortable with this type of shit. But when I grow up, I want to be the one that hosts the Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever the fuck. I want to do that. I very much enjoy that. I like being the... I'm, I'm Italian. I can't even do a live Italian pr- impression. I got to work on that. The impressions are they get worse every episode. Anyway. Uh, I want to be the one that hosts all of it so that I can tell every one of my family members, hey, if you find somebody that's just alone on Christmas and they're a little depressed about it, they want to be somewhere and you can tell, invite them. Have them the fuck over. Uh, that's a poor decision. That's a bad idea. There's a reason people don't do that because you don't know who the fuck this guy is. Maybe there's a reason he has nowhere to go on Christmas or she or they or whatever the fuck. Zimze Zem Zivan Uh... It would be more entertaining that way. Your uncle is is sitting there defending January 6th, talking about how it was Nancy Pelosi's son that was wearing the horns with the red, white, and blue face paint. And you bring in this guy who, uh, he's just, you know, he, he has an AOC shrine in his room. And to watch your uncle fight somebody you don't know because your nephew invited a lonely person to a Christmas party Sounds fantastic to me. It's right in the middle of a, of a Pittsburgh and a Minnesota Christmas. A Pittsburgh Christmas is going to start out great because you're going to wake up early. You're gonna, everybody's sober. We're all handing out presents. The kids are having a great time. And as we go throughout the day, we're getting drunker and drunker and drunker. We're not talking about a Sunday. Okay, that's, that's already well-paced. On a holiday, these guys will go. They will go until they black out and fight a family member. And I think that there's something special about that. You don't want to have the opposite. You don't want to have a completely boring, very mundane. Uh, we chat, we chat about football. We have a few drinks, and everybody goes home. I want to see some interesting shit, which is why I will be, uh, I'll be hosting Christmas. I just, I might just, I might just hand out tickets or something, and be like, you want a free Christmas meal? You just, you just come to this house, and it's just homeless drug addicts showing up with my, with my family. That's very funny to me, and uh, that's my new goal, is to get rich enough to where the family will actually come over and have enough space to have all these wild cards interacting. Uh, should we get into a story here? That's a good That's a good enough about Christmas there. I think that's plenty. Uh, we had some real fun stuff here happen. Actually, this one was right before Christmas, so let's talk about that, start out. This is ABC 13 Houston. Family says man was ambushed and executed over a $500 $500 car repair bill days before Christmas. Family identified the man killed on the 7600 block of the North Freeway Friday this afternoon as 29-year-old Luis Manuel Casillas. I haven't read this yet, so let's let's hope it's interesting. My brother started running, his sister Sandy Casillas said as she learned from witnesses. He ran through all sides of the businesses around him that he could run through. They did catch up to him and shot him in the head, point blank. They put him on his knees and they shot him in the head. So they they got him down somehow and uh, popped him. She says there were at least six suspects who she believes were all younger men. However, Houston police have not released any official description of the the suspects or their vehicles. Uh, The family said the holidays will never be the same for them it's, uh, let's just, I mean, that's pretty much all the details you really need to let you know that this is, this country is over. And that's not an original thought. Everybody is saying this right now, but people are so desperate that $500 will get you killed. And I think that was, that was always the case in drug ridden areas, places that had just been forgot about. Like you could always, people will kill you for the shoes you're wearing if you're in the right spot. But This is becoming more and more frequent throughout every area that you can list off. Um, Eventually we go 20 years down the road here. I don't think the suburbs will be the suburbs anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. That little bubble around all of this is sort of starting to have areas and pockets where things bleed through. And that is probably the only thing that's going to stop it. Once rich white people are affected by something in America, we're getting on that we're getting on that um i think that as places like say portland uh, want to get out of the i don't know what i don't know what you call it just regular policing that's whether you want to say it's bad or it's good it's kind of what they do everywhere and they've sort of if you don't know reduced that to where there are a minimal number of police there they also did that in minneapolis but not on the level that they did in portland you're probably going to see these businesses start hiring private security and private officers because it's hundred percent legal. It's just like hiring an armed bodyguard. If they have the certification to do it, they will. Uh, We were, I was at my job the other day. I'm a security guard at the mall. We can't ha. Paul Blart. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you five seconds. Go ahead. Get it out. Get it out. I'm on my way to diabetes just like him. Uh, Anyway, we had a person that was walking around spitting on windows. We find out later that he has h uh, hepatitis C. He's walking around spitting, spitting, spitting on everything. I'm keeping a distance from him because I'm going, eh, no, do you have riot gear? I'm so I'm sorry. I'm not getting hepatitis because this guy uh, won't come back and this guy will keep coming back, and the Phoenix police have twenty seven officers who are dealing with cartel members right now. Sorry, not my fault not getting hep, not getting hep C. I know a guy who had it, and it was really bad. Um, It took them, I believe, over two hours to get there. And we basically just had to follow him around the entire time. He was making a game out of it. He was having a good time. Uh, And there's two sides to that. One, nobody wants to be a police officer anymore because, well, the last three years. Uh, On top of that, this person has just been forgot about and neglected by society. So he's going, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to spit on the windows. I don't care. Jail would literally be better for me than sleeping in this tunnel across from a mall in December. Uh, Apparently they have some sort of program here. It's like ICP something. Insane Clown Posse, apparently. It's not called that. I don't know why that was on my brain. Uh, The the cop that came, though, and arrested him, this guy looked exactly like Jack Harlow, if you saw that picture on my Snapchat story. The cop that arrested him offered to bring him somewhere where they could try and get him back on his meds, and he refused. Maybe force the guy to. No, I don't want that. I don't don't want that. I don't want people to be forced uh, onto meds, of course. That was a dumb thing to say. But there has to be a way to sort of transition that or it's not going to stop. I talk about it so much because I'm legitimately concerned. I saw a guy using himself as a tent the other day. He was just sitting, he's just sitting in the middle of a sidewalk, busy sidewalk on an overpass, propped up, just sitting down with a blanket over him. Like, you know how people used to wear sheets and they'd be a ghost? It's just the person sticking up with the sheet draped over. He was doing that, but he was just sitting. So he's using himself as a structure and the blanket to keep in heat and and avoid exposure. Oh, God, some of us have – some of the people here have yachts. I got – you know, that makes it sound a little bit douchey, like uh, like I am not a part of the – you know, extreme capitalism that is this country, extreme consumerism. That's why Christmas is so huge. And I did a nice thing. I'm going to brag about in a second with this homeless guy specifically. Um, but there's just no, what I'm saying is there's no hope for them. So you have to imagine that, Hey, if you were in that situation, you might be a little bit, fuck you too. The guy's fingers were black. Okay. So white man, same skin color as me, his fingers were full on black. Uh, so what I decided to do was couldn't afford any more Christmas presents. It was down to my last dollar because of that shit. So what I did was I said, look, this guy has a horrible life. Uh, he's been thrown away. And I'm bragging here. I am. I'm sucking my own cock, my own my own shaft right on the show because I really did this. I gave him the pair of sweatpants that I was wearing under my work pants, my shoes, my socks. Uh, a jacket that I stole from the office that they were going to throw away anyway, raided the cabinet for medical supplies and soap. Uh, brought him a hot meal and gave him some weed. And it felt, it made me feel better than I have felt in a very long time. I just, I just thought, again, again, jerking. You can hear the, you can hear a little bit of, I don't know if that picked up on the mic. I was trying to make like a like a fapping noise, like my balls smacking against my own thigh because I'm gripping it up so hard. Uh, I really am giving a self-jerk-off right here, but I was proud of it. I did all that. I sat with him. We ate and we smoked uh, just like normal people. Now, now, you have to be fucking careful with that, okay? I know I just mentioned this guy said he had hep C. So I kept my distance, it's only transferred through blood, which you can have a cut on your lip and then get a, uh, you can get a cut on his lip and then all of a sudden you have hep C. So I gave him a one hitter, gave him a doggy bag of weed for the road. And, uh, he told me about his life, which if you've ever met one of these guys before, it is not their fault. They've been pushed to this point. I could tell he was not an asshole, which is why I did this in the first place. Um, he started talking about his life and he explained to me that, uh, he was actually working for the army. Until he was, what, what do they call that? Dishonorably discharged, and then he wouldn't tell me why that was. But he explained that his wife is currently a nurse who is four months pregnant with quadruplets, and so that's uh, he wanted to give her all the money or something like that. It was a lie, but in that situation, what am I supposed to do? It's not a fucking podcast. I'm not. I'm not Rogan talking to a, to a vaccine specialist going. Uh, no, 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 go deeper into that because this, this, and this, I was just going along with the whole thing. And the saddest part about all of this is I will probably never see this person again. Um, and I doubt I, it could be years before somebody else does that for him. Um, you know, I got a new pair of sweatpants for Christmas. I got a new pair of Adidas as well. And I kind of knew I was going to get them. So I just figured, fuck it. Uh, I hope that inspires somebody to do nice for a homeless person because it can be dangerous. Don't do this if you're a woman. Definitely Bring a guy with you if you're going to do it. A lot of them are very horny because their hands are so dirty they can't touch their own cock. Their own cock is... is I mean, the amount of pubic hair that must be in there, dude. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's It's probably like a different color than their actual body hair because of how dirty it is. You know, like when you, you pet a dog that gets groomed once a month and then you're about to go eat, so you wash your hands and the water coming off it is like black and you're going, what the fuck? I can't believe that was on my hands. Now imagine if that was 10 times as bad on your penis. Now imagine if you're a chick. I'm a, I'm a, a very feminine man, so I just can't, I'm also I'm Sicilian, baby. So I can't fucking go 3 hours with a stain on my shirt. I don't give a fuck if I'm at work. I got to change it. Won't wear anything that's got that's got stains on it. I don't even eat bone-in wings in public because of how much of an ass it makes you look like to have sauce all over your face. That's the stance I'm in. If I was ever homeless, dude, I might just like explode. The second my penis was dirty, I was just <laughs> So I'm making a joke uh, to try to cover up the fact that I just bragged about doing something nice on my podcast with 37 listeners, but you know, it's, it did feel good. And uh, I'm going to try and do it more when I know I can cut to me getting to work today. They're just like pulling up the camera footage of, of them being like, yo, you know, we hate this guy, right? Like he just walked through spitting hep C spit all over windows and you gave him medical supplies and jackets from our Storage. Well, you know, it's just, it's the Christmas spirit. And then I just get fired. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. I don't think anybody there knows I have a podcast. I told this one guy who actually told on an old woman for sleeping. So that's not good. Let's hope, well, you know, let's hope he doesn't have any political opinions. If you were a Democrat or a Republican, if you were anything besides in the middle, you're probably reporting this because that's just how people do things nowadays. Uh, next story. Next story. This is from Yahoo.com. MLB legend's daughter arrested for hiding newborn in the woods. Now, before we even get into this one, as I burp and almost throw up leftover ham into my own microphone, I it's it you know it goes without saying really, but this is just a reminder. No matter who you are, you can inspire something. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your past. You can inspire something to happen in the world. And that might not be good or bad. But the point is, is that you're an influencer, which is, should be the goal of everyone in this com- in this country. Uh, Casey Anthony somehow sucked off a producer over at Peacock or whatever the fuck that God awful free network is. It's like if Netflix got AIDS. Uh, They put out a documentary basically trying to blame Casey's father for what happened to Kaylee. Now, if if you need a quick reminder, that's okay. But if you don't know this story, please, I mean, stop what you're doing. It's more important than this podcast and just go look up the documentary, not by Peacock. Look up the one by JCS Criminal Psychology on YouTube. It's titled There's Something About Casey. Uh, This bitch uh, literally duct taped her child's nose and mouth shut and then left her in the woods because she didn't want to be a mom. And then she covered the whole thing up and got away with it. That's the gist of it. If you want to know how all of it happened, I, I don't want I don't feel like going 30 minutes into this right now. So go check out the documentary. Anyway, you know, it is amazing that someone as bad and as horrible as Casey Anthony could, could suck off a producer and just get railed by seven nerds who somehow made it into a production company and get a documentary trying to clear her name. That's very cool. Because I imagine if you're Casey Anthony and you want to go out and club and party, you want to do that so bad that you killed a child. It must suck that every time you go out and try and and uh, just slam rum into your face uh, while wearing the tightest dress. I mean, did you see her? She looked like a whore, first of all, don't care about it. But also on top of that, like, I don't think if I ever lost my little brother or my little sister, that's not even close to, uh, to like, you know, the pain of losing a child. I don't think that I could have any sexual thoughts for the next five years. You know when something really bad happens in your life and you just even if you're a dude like think about the last thing that happened to you that was real bad. You like you don't jerk off for a few days. Like you don't even you don't even try and get laid for a few days because you're just thinking I I can't even focus right now. I can't I don't even want to do this right now. Shit is so bad. This bitch straight up killed her daughter and then started clubbing in dresses where you could see her ass. That's Now that's crazy, Um, but I do respect that she had enough influence to inspire change, to inspire someone to do something. Because I am an American, and that's what I value. Uh, We gotta, we got the recording limit, and then my manager is calling me here. So we're gonna take a slight break. We'll come back with the story. Thank you. So good, so good. Uh, shout out Michi Darko of the Flatbush Zombies. Go check out his new album. If you have not, it's a solo album. He specified that he's very much still a part of the Flatbush gang, and that will be forever, all right? All I've right, never been to one of those shows. It's a religious experience. I I would I would compare it to sex in a way. It's as physically intense as as passionate sex when you and another man who is twice the size of you have so much adrenaline rushing through you that you're the same strength and you're throwing each other into people half the size of you who is the smaller person. Holy shit, those are fun. I was at a Flatbush zombie concert once this girl was so fucked up that she actually literally fish-flopped this bitch on concrete. It was a concrete venue. I I don't know why. Seems dangerous, especially if you're going to mosh. She jumped into the air, landed back down headfirst. Um, I was on two taps of acid and thought I'd just watch a death. So I exited the area. Anyway, check out that album. We were just talking about Casey Anthony and I threw off the whole thing because ADHD. I have an excuse for, for why my life is going the way it is, okay? Uh, <clears throat> Casey Anthony killed a daughter, blah, 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 blah. They had the new Peacock documentary where she was basically trying to claim that she was innocent, and she's not. If you look at any of the evidence, basically they had the dumbest jury in the history of the United States, possibly the world. I don't know enough to, to maybe put another one in first place from Canada or something. But they let her go because Javier Baez, who was her lawyer who fucked her, 100% uh, convinced them that they didn't know enough in his closing argument. And so they found her not guilty. Watch the documentary if you want to get as mad as I am right now. Uh, and she has inspired other people to, to be more like her, which is what this next story is about. So this is from Yahoo.com. MLB legend's daughter arrested for hiding newborn in the woods. A homeless, The homeless daughter of MLB Hall of Famer Dennis Eckersley is facing felony charges after she misled authorities about the location of the abandoned newborn baby in uh, in a forest surrounding Manchester, New Hampshire. So already doing a literally Casey Anthony inspired move. Wow. Police say they got a call at about 1240 a.m. Monday about the woman who had given birth in the woods. They said the mother, 26 year old Alexandra Eckersley, had told them to head to a particular location where she had given birth in a tent. However, emergency personnel searched the area frantically for about an hour to no avail. The search was difficult. It was dark. We had cold temperatures about 18 degrees, and we were not getting any accurate information, probably because she's a homeless drug addict and a Casey Anthony fan. Police say Eckersley eventually revealed the right location, and the officers found the baby boy alone in a tent suffering from hypothermia. The newborn was treated at a Dartmouth-Hitchcock Medical Center on Tuesday and is alive and improving, according to Manchester Police Chief Alan Aldenberg. Alan Aldenberg. Hey, parents of that guy pick a different first name so the person reading the police report doesn't have to get pissed. Uh, so, you know, I didn't read that article before I started, like, cause I like to have the live reaction, but whoever said this story doesn't have any happy stories or this podcast doesn't have any happy stories. The kid ended up, uh, surviving. Looks like he's going to make it and probably go somewhere where Dennis, uh, what is his name? I don't fucking know anything about baseball. Dennis Ackerley, apparently he's big, big guy, uh, big MLB player from back in the day. Hopefully that guy goes, all right, at least I at least got to take care of this kid. My daughter, for whatever, you know, he's probably got his reasons. Everybody can be pushed to a limit. And there's some real horrible motherfuckers out there. I don't know enough about it to to assume that's this woman. Sounds like she was probably on meth, but still gave somewhat of an effort to save the baby. Not as bad as Casey Anthony. See, she she was inspired by Casey but figured out a way to give it a happy ending. If you can, if you can do something controversial and not kill anybody, you're probably going to be famous in this country. So yeah, really, I I don't know. It's at least, at least here for as bad as we treat adults, you can always give the baby to somebody who will at least uh, take care of its needs. It doesn't say in the article why she was in the fucking woods, nine months pregnant. Maybe she was living there, but also I do feel like, uh, drugs are involved here based on the fact that you're nine months pregnant, about to give birth and you're still homeless. I think they'll take you. I think, I think they'll hook you up. I got, maybe I got to look more into that. Maybe I'm making myself sound like an ignorant fuck right now, but you probably shouldn't be doing meth in the woods when you're about to have the baby. That's when I start, not giving a fuck about the addiction thing. I, we talked about it over and over and over again on the podcast. I won't go back into it this time, but I used to be a drug addict. I know how hard it is when you're addicted to something to avoid doing it. But I, you know, any, any one of my family members, if it, if there was somehow a scenario where I had to quit because of them, it'd be done. And I'm not doing the other drugs anymore, but you know, I'm fully addicted to weed. Uh, I'm more addicted to weed than Casey Anthony is to black cock, and that's hey. I'm not making that a mark on her. Okay, I'm just I'm just giving you an idea. All right, I'm just giving you an idea. She needs the, the big fat ones so bad that she killed her baby. Killed her baby. Um, what am I talking about here? Basically, if you're in a situation where there's children, anybody could be listening to this right now. I don't, we get some listeners from fucking Germany. I don't know. Maybe we have a meth head listening. If you are about to have a child, if you have a small child and you can't quit the drugs, you have to stop the selfishness and go, okay, this is the situation I'm in. It's not this kid's fault. Yes, it's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt my family to admit that I couldn't stop in order to, that the, the love for meth or crack, or heroin, fentanyl, whatever it is, was stronger than the love for my own baby boy, or baby girl, baby them. I know we have those now. Uh, That's tough, but you have to do it. You can't, the baby can't be born in the woods, and then you leave it there, like an Uber Eats order. That's not what we, we we don't do that. Okay, this is in Siberia in 1640. Probably wasn't a country back then, dumb reference. Uh, At the end of the day, glad the kid was all right. Hope that... um. This changes at some point, but as we continue to spiral, I don't believe that it will. Uh, let's talk about the Brittany Griner thing a little bit. I remember in the last episode I had done with Dan, I had talked about, It's good that she's back. It's good they got her out of there. Uh, fucking obviously she did not deserve to be put in, you know, a Russian prison over a vape pen. Really, it says a lot more about Russia than anything about Britney Griner, people are making that argument. Well, you know, it's she should she should have known not to do that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I think that you should break a rule if it's dumb, even if it means you're going to wind up in Russian prison. I just I can't I can't get with the fact that they're like, no, you don't get to for a whole week just because we said so, just because I I'm a I'm a. Balding dictator with nuclear access, no weed. What are we talking about? What is this? What kind of reality is that? It's fucking nuts. Um, I did see a good argument though. We really we traded the worst guy. Like we we got dude. We gave up a first and a second round pick and a franchise superstar. In terms of if you want to compare it to sports, this guy was not good. (laughs) <laughs> uh, let me get through the Booking.com ad, which is extremely annoying and six seconds long. And I'll play a little bit of this clip here. Moscow, Russia's notorious arms dealer, Victor oh, yeah. Boots Homecoming, was broadcast live on state media. Vladimir Putin taking a victory lap today. <laughs> Our new exchange is possible. Yes, everything is possible, he says. Nicknamed the Merchant of Death, who had served 11 years of a 25-year sentence in the U.S. on multiple charges, including conspiring to kill Americans. Before he was caught, running a global network of cargo planes delivering arms to terrorists around the world, including $50 million of weapons to the Taliban, and a plan to sell surface-to-air missiles, guns, and drones to Colombian rebels. Could he again become a threat to America? I do believe that uh, Putin and the Russians are hoping that Mr. Boot is going to be able to restart uh, some of these activities. Which is why some Republicans say he should never have been sent home. It was a dangerous experience. All right, yeah, we we, we get the idea there. Basically, um, yes, it is great that she's back. It's great. Uh, She's an American. All she did was smoke weed. Didn't deserve to be put in Russian prison. I saw one sentence on a YouTube comment. That made me go, oh, they're right. And it said, make absolutely no mistake. If this was you or I, we would still be in a Russian prison. (laughs) And it's true. All right. We didn't get fucking Tom Brady back. We didn't get we didn't get goddamn Brad Pitt in this exchange. All right. We didn't even get like a Meghan Markle. We got Brittany Griner. It's the worst trade to happen since the Lions gave up TJ Hawkinson, all right? It's a hack joke. I don't even think I came up with it. Regretting saying it right now because of how cheesy it was, but it is true. We traded a guy who has the intent of killing Americans uh, and selling extremely high-powered, expensive weapons, getting them into the hands of a group that does it like will kill you if you talk out against uh, Vladimir Putin or the Russian government, the Kremlin? I believe they call it, which is so funny. It sounds like the fucking Kremlin. Are you kidding? Congress, parliament, that all sounds that all sounds like uh, you know very official. And then you've got the Kremlin, which sounds like a Family Guy joke. It sounds like if the fucking Count from Sesame Street was running a, a Nazi-ish dictatorship. Change it. Um, we traded We traded our best WNBA player, who I think has a penis, which is why she's probably the best. She, she's constantly talking about how she hates America, which is, hey, I want that to be able... You should be able to say that in the United States. I think it's funny that people are like, well, if we're going to get her back, that right has to be taken away. And it does, Okay. Of course we can't. We can't just take the, away that right from her. But she should know. We just traded an arm, a Russian arms dealer for you. Brittany Grinder has about 0. 0.3 more percent of value than me. I, I, I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, make no mistake. We would still be there. If you listening to this right now had tried to bring weed into Russia... There you go we're not we're not fucking trading what what did they call him? I have no idea. anyway, it's it had a scary name the the bootsman or something, the bootsman or something like that. It's probably completely wrong. Uh, anyway, it it just really probably wasn't the best trade of all time. I think we can move on from there. but moral of the story, I suppose, is if you're gonna go somewhere, don't bring the shit and maybe in a perfect world someday. We won't be executing people for speaking out against governments of other countries. We won't be jailing people for being gay. Uh, We won't be trading arms dealers for WNBA players. Oh my God. I mean, just think about that out loud. That's insane. Uh, Let's see here. What do we got? We got other stories for you. It's a fun one here. Oh, here's a Minnesota story for all the boys back home. The U S department of labor, has asked a federal court to issue an injunction against a large sanitation service for illegally employing children to clean two Southern Minnesota meat plants. A filing was made against Packers sanitation service. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. I mean, truly, this is who those people are. Those disgusting, stinky, cheating, scamming motherfuckers from Wisconsin have built a plant in Minnesota named it after. I mean, I mean, if we, like I always make this comparison, it's true. If we were the Jews and the Nazis Packers, the Nazis, obviously, uh, this would be like, like if you made a third Reich themed, um, card store, like a hallmark for Nazis, in Poland, that's what this would be like. Like if you just on the way out, you were selling, uh, you know, shirts with Hitler's face on it, or selling little Hitler mustaches that you could just sort of like pop on. You know, it's got that little piece of like tape on the back. And you just pop it right under your nose. If you were selling that at decal, you're not allowed to have anything called pack or anything in my state. If I have a goddamn thing to do about with it, all right? You're just not. Let's keep reading here about how this horrible Wisconsin company, I don't even think it's a Wisconsin company, but they are named after the Packers. So it was a, clearly a Packers fan. A filing was made against Packers Sanitation Services after an investigation revealed that the company had employed at least 31 children between the ages of 13 and 17 at three of its location, including JBS in Worthington, Minnesota, Turkey Valley Farms in Marshall, Minnesota, and the other is the JBS plant in Nebraska. Marshall, Minnesota always has something weird going on. Stay the fuck out of there, dude. There's like missing people's reports. Uh, they're, they're hiring children to work on kill floors. My ex-girlfriend was from there. She banged everybody, dude. Uh, don't go to Marshall. The factories are accused of hiring children to work in hazardous conditions operating high-powered equipment during overnight shifts. An initial investigation suggests that Packer Sanitation Services may be hiring children to work under similar conditions at its other 400 plants in the United States. Okay, that's, that's basically all we need from there. Uh, how do you get away with it, really? I mean, I, I'm almost a little bit jealous. They probably, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go, that was too long of an article already. I'm not going to go find out if they uh, were pl- paying them the wage that you have to pay a child. It's insane. I was working at Pizza Ranch, which is arguably as horrifying and dangerous and depressing as working on a kill floor as a, as a 13-year-old. And they were paying me $7.25 an hour legally just because uh, I was under 18. What the fuck is that? and you know it hasn't gone that much that that much further back up like it's probably 925 now there was probably a 13 year old with like crippling anxiety and two alcoholic parents and he's just like i i'm not i have no chance of making it out of this alive i live the closest place to us is 25 miles away and it's the packer meat facility i have no other choice I'm going to be there and the and make no mistake. Shout out to the history hyenas. I'm using that term a lot today. Make no mistake. The company is where there's smoke there's fire. Clearly they are hiring children going we can pay them less and they're not going to talk as much. They're probably terrified. We we have we have literal torture machines. Did you know that when they're uh, skinning cows, in effect, that's what they start out doing is skinning them. If you've ever seen No Country for Old Men, the thing that uh, Sugar walks around with, it's that little air gun, and he just put, it looks like an oxygen tank, so nobody knows it's a weapon, and he goes right up to them, and he sticks it to their forehead, presses the button, and it makes an indent into their skull and kills them. One of my favorite movies of all time, if you've never seen it, go watch No Country for Old Men. But that's what they, they literally, that's what they use. And so if that, if the cow turns its head, you know, cause it's hanging upside down by its fucking ankles and the air gun misses them, they literally five seconds later are skinned alive. I once, I once went to a crack house and it affected me for like the next three years of my life. I was sad. Can you imagine if you saw a living being skinned alive when you were 13 years old? And you were just like you just like I I I got to tell somebody about this. This is fucking horrible. And then uh, Mr. Packer himself, guarantee you his name is Mr. Rogers and he's a pedophile. I bet you he looks like an ugly version of Mr. Rogers and he wears like a white suit with leather gloves and he's got a cane that he doesn't need. And he's got the same facial hair as the Colonel from KFC. And he's just boy, you can do that if you like, but. You did sign the contract, and, uh, well, I know how much that family of yours is struggling to keep up with that their farm. I don't know why he's... He's probably Southern. I feel like uh, a lot of Southern people will move to Wisconsin just because they're trash, and you could, like, I don't know, make money off of farming and children. I think, again, this happened in Minnesota, but you have to believe me. You have to believe me. Any true Minnesota native... Alright, at least one that's not one of those dirty motherfucking Packer fans would not just go, I'm naming this the Packer Meat Fucking Plant or whatever it is. The 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 child labor of Green Bay uh, industries, something like that. Um, guarantee you this was not like a like a just a classic Minnesota fella or gal. It was it was a it was a bad actor out of out of that disgusting state next door. And I guarantee you, there's probably, uh, they probably tricked these kids into believing, hey, you signed this contract, you are not allowed to say anything, because that's what they do at real meat places. Like, you can't uh, tell anybody anything about where you work, because it's straight up horrific. It is straight up a concentration camp for hamburgers. Okay? It's literally cow. All right, all right, hey, 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 sit back down, sit back down sit back down. Don't call my job, please. All right. I did just make a, a meat factory Holocaust joke, but it's, it's all right. I'm against it. Okay. It's a comedy show. We have to throw something in there like that every once in a while. Can you tell how proud of it? I actually am because I've talked about it for 30 seconds straight now. Anyway, um, they make them sign the contracts. They can't say anything. The non-disclosure agreements, whatever you call them, Uh, and I guarantee you they tricked these kids into going, look, you already signed the contract. We're going to sue you and your family. Your family will be responsible uh, for paying the lawsuit that we win if you try and tell on us. And you might go, oh, that's ridiculous. But think back to when you were 13 to 17 years old, which is what they've listed that the investigation has reported is likely to be happening at 400 locations throughout the U.S. Uh, Imagine if you were in that situation, and your family was just poor or you had bad parents that you didn't feel like you could come tell them about or you grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere and you don't know that much. There's a chance they could scare you into it. There really is. And, uh... God, it makes me angry. makes me so fucking angry. Now, the... The Viking plant... Uh... The Viking plant plant. No, I'm not even gonna try and make that joke. That was gonna be lame. Uh... I guess that's all I really have to say about that. Really horrible. Um, I guess a lesson, a lesson that we should always remember, and I will not stop saying it. I will not stop saying it. I don't give a fuck what job you work at. If you are making less than $50,000 a year, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, that, that doesn't mean you go and quit your job right away. You can put yourself in a tough position, especially if you have children. But you should not be investing your life, uh, your entire your everything into this job that pays you nothing and takes everything for themselves. All right? I don't give a fuck. I like my job right now. I don't got to do shit. I'm still not. I'm not going to just, if there's rules I don't like, I'm not doing them. I'm not. I'm just not. Because I have some level of respect left for myself. I'll give you an example. The other day, the other day is Christmas Eve. I'm trying to, I got to get to Mesa, which is 45 minutes away the next day. Um, There's two guys with me. They're both much older than me. One of them invested in crypto in 2009, which makes him at least almost a millionaire. The other guy, he's like this poor old dude. Um, I don't know, I, he's just a broke old guy, which I'm sure is going to be half of our generation someday. So I'm not making fun of him. I'm just giving you an idea in the story. And I go, all right, guys, uh, I'm about to take off here and get, get going a little early just because you guys are already here. You know, I've been here for 13 hours. I'm trying to go. And they're like, I I don't know, man. I really wouldn't be comfortable with that. And I was like, oh, Oh, God, it took everything for me to not disrespectfully spit laugh in their face. Like just the phone. (laughs) You know, I was going, okay. I just wanted to break it down. I didn't say this, but I was thinking it in my head. All right. It was Christmas Eve. I let it go and I just left. I wanted to say. Look, man. You've been here two years longer than I have. And we make the same amount of money. You're going to go full cuck nerd to somebody you have to work with every day, somebody you have conversations with over 10 minutes? Suck my cock. No, absolutely not. I am so against that, dude. I want to take off 10 minutes early? Great. I don't have fucking dental health care. I don't have any sort of health care, any sort of benefits, anything like that. All right? They offer one of them, like dental or some shit, but then they take half your paycheck away. Suck my cock and balls, dude. And you could say, oh, I put myself in this situation, blah, blah. That's very true. But at the same time, the second you just become one of these people's, you just become their bitch boy, their uh their guy, their fucking plug just right into the machine, it's over. It's over, dude. You can't do it. Now, if you're making a lot of money and you don't give a fuck about anything besides, you know, having an enjoyable retirement, you, you got plan on having kids, you want to get a nice house and you're making over 50 K a year. I understand that. I understand that. If you're going to, if that situation happens to you and you, instead of saying, "Eh, I'll see you fellas, thanks for the advice. You say, yeah, you're right, man. I probably shouldn't do that. I don't want to get in trouble because your job matters because it has value to it. I can go out and get another one of these fucking tomorrow. I wish more people would realize that. Um, more people need to be like me. You know what I mean? Making holocaust dead baby jokes uh and just screaming it into the into the void. <clears throat> I don't know, dude. Should we try and fit in one more story? We got 4 minutes left on the on the thing here. Actually, no, fuck it. I'm just I'm just going to ramble for the last 5 minutes here. Uh it's always fun going to my family's house when everybody comes over because I'm so different from everybody. I looking at this drawing, I'm so proud of right now. I got a art set for Christmas, you know, like a five year old, but I really, I do like art I'm making a big piece of it right now. I don't talk about it too much on the podcast just because it's not, it's not very good and I'm getting a lot better, but I just don't put the amount of time that if you want to pursue art, I don't put nearly the amount of time into uh, drawing, that you would need to do that. Oh, God, I would love to be a professional artist. It's just not going to happen based on what I want to do. Uh, So I was drawing this scene from the show Smiling Friends. It's a cartoon on Adult Swim. If you've never seen it, you've got to watch it. I'm drawing this scene where Charlie, one of the main characters, has to walk through hell to find Satan and uh, make him laugh so that Charlie can be sent back to Earth. Uh, the scene I drew, there's all these dead demon heads sticking out of ice, uh, yelling things at him, like really scary things. Like, you're never leaving! Time's up, Charlie! And then it's so fucking funny, the last guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't think of anything to say. So it's perfect. Anyway, uh, everybody's coming around me because we're all drawing. <laughs> Dude. Make no mistake, I had the best drug. Everybody else was fucking amateur hour out there. You know, because they have jobs that matter and don't spend half the shift doodling. Anyway, just trying to explain something like that. Like, they just, they really don't get me, the family. Uh, They're asking me what I'm drawing, and all of a sudden my hair just grows six inches, and I've got a half-smoked cigarette out of my mouth. Like, it's the Joker, just going, you wouldn't get it. Uh, no, I try, I was drunk and I tried multiple times to explain it to them. And like half, maybe not half, there's just one family in our big family that's Mormon. And I could just tell they're like, we're not, we can't come to the next one. He's, he's going to influence our kid to try a cigarette or something. Even the kid, their kid, Mason, even he knows I'm a degenerate. I walked, this was last Thanksgiving. I was like, Mason, you want a soda? He's like, yeah, yeah. I take him outside. I was like, Dang, dude, we are out of soda, but we have these—we have these like little sparkling waters in the can. There, they taste exactly like a mix of juice and soda. And he goes, "Oh, I can't have alcohol." And I was just like, "Oh boy, Joe." <laughs> the eleven-year-old thought you were offering him booze. He wouldn't get it. Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your patience on this episode. A lot of New Year's resolutions related to the podcast, but it's not January 1st yet. So, for the next six days, I'm going to drink off, I'm going to jerk off, drink, vape, and uh, not put any more effort into this than I already have. It's been a journey, though. We're almost at two years. So, thank you for everybody that has been listening and uh, try to get another one out this week. Looking for some guests. So, if anybody that is listening to this right now hasn't done it or wants to do it again, please let me know. Would love to have somebody on. I'm going to try and keep a mix of uh, solo episodes and guest episodes. I think that's the right idea. But uh, thanks for listening. Suck my fucking dick and nuts if you're a Packers fan. Uh, we're going to get the spanking from Daddy this week. And again, cock as hard as glass. Hashtag VicAgra.